Welcome to episode 31 of the Dead Idea of a Hala podcast, you silly billies. It's me, Gary Butterfield. I'm just a Gary Butterfield. I'm a podcaster. Got a couple announcements, then I've got kind of an unusual episode for you. So, this is a variety podcast. That means there's variety in it. So I'm going to break the format every once in a while. This episode, I've constructed the finale of an old sketch. It's come in three parts. It's the Saga of the Dungeon Mister. You know him, he's that wily dungeon mister. I have the third part of it, but because it's all one long epic story, and because it's hot in here, and because I'm doing two episodes this week because I'm going to PAX, I'm going to play the previous two installments so you can get the entire story all at once. So this is the saga of the dungeon mister, three parts. I would like to thank Mike Kitchell, Ryan Green, Nick Glauber, Ben Crickenberger, Derek Hayes, John Wolf. I think that's it. Those are the people who helped me with the voices. Thank you very much. And uh, stay tuned after the little saga for a couple of announcements. Act 1, Gathering of the Fellows' Ships. Did you see that basketball shot? I made a goal. Oh my god, you boys are the worst. Yeah, you'd say so, Jenny. <laughs> Yeah, you were too busy looking at Tom Banderslice's letterman jacket. Shut up, Fred. Good one, Fred. Give me a high five. Ah, I see you've all made it. Have a seat around this kitchen table. Okay, buddy. Yeah, take a chill pill. Can I sit here? That'd be fine. So, is this some sort of game? One could say that. Huh, you mean like the Mario and Luigi bros? No, not like that. This game puts you through a harrowing gauntlet so deadly that only the most imaginative teams will persevere. Oh, so not like the Mario and Luigi bros. That sounds scary. It can be. In fact, you will likely end up scarred beyond comprehension. Are you ready to play? What are the rules? The rules are simple. You will learn them as we play the game. How do we win? Win? What a petty term. We all win when we successfully disappear into our roles. In simpler terms, you win when you have defeated the Dungeoneer. Is that you? Idiot! No. I am the Dungeon Mister. I will proctor the various non-player characters. Are those us? By Jupiter! Why do you try my patience so? No. We will soon discover what characters you will play. Here, take these character cards. Okay. I suppose... Righteous. Cool, I got the Beastmaster. As a Beastmaster, you control the wilds of the wood and the heart. Using your mystic loot, 
You calm the tiger hearts of even the most ferocious of wild fauna. You walk a lonely path, and only you, the player, may ensure that you don't strumbo. Awesome! I'm like Elder Barge with bears! Okay, let me see. I got the clerk. That's cleric, Phil. Do you... Children know what meaning wears the cloak of the word cleric? I think they're Middle Easterners. <laughs> oh, you children do make my heart sing joys. Little Jenny, in this case you are dead ignorant, and that ignorance may cost you your life. Um... Cleric in the world of Dungeoneer's board quest is a healer. Like a doctor? No, not like a doctor. More like a faith healer but one whose faith is also a powerful sword that can smite even the foulest of orc kin. Smithing orc kin, that sounds radical. It's not so radical. This is your holy mission. A cleric may never smile, or he will take a minus two deficit to his save rolls against atheism. Oh, that doesn't sound... Stop smiling, confound you. Now, girl, take a card and seal your destiny. Dungeon, mister. I would like to go home. There is no home for you or your kind, for you have chosen the rogue. <laughs> no, no, I mean in real- As a rogue, you live in the seediest parts of the village tavern, consulting your scabs and embracing your oozing discharges as your only friends. You may pick locks and check for traps, depending on the fate of the whimsy of my mercurial mood shifts. Okay, can we just get this over with? Alright. You crest the moonlight moors on the back of an azure dream, Flights of fancy floating like will-o'-the-wisps in the swampy darkness. You have been charged by Sovereign Roderick to hunt down the deadly dungeoneer of the Cavern of Kobolds. What's a kobold? A devious creature, with a sinister purpose and dog-like yelpings. They pose little threat when in small numbers, and yet, by the dozens they can be... formidable. I think Beetleborgs is on. Can we take a break to watch a dungeon, mister? Roll the die. Act 2. Enter the Pestomancer. Last time on Dungeon Quest Board Strike. I made a goal. Ah, I see you've all made it. Have a seat around this kitchen table. So is this some sort of game? Then only the most imaginative teams will persevere. Are you ready to play? I am the Dungeon Mister. Take these character cards. Okay. And that ignorance may cost you your life. Smithing Orkin, that sounds radical. Take a card and seal your destiny. Dungeon Mister, I would like to go home. There is no home for you or your kind. Okay, can we just get this over with? What's a cobalt? I think Beetleborgs is on. Roll the die. We now join our adventure. Already in progress. Perhaps Mr. Haversham will allow me to leave work early and get back to my activities with the most imaginative of teens. Hey, Dan. Dan, man, I... <sighs> Jupiter's Thunder. It is Dungeon Mister. You will refer to me by my proper station or face the wrath of 10,000 magic missiles. Dan... I can't remember, when I'm making hospitaliano sauce, do I use garlic or do I just use the grilled onion powder? <laughs> As a pestomancer, you think garlic is for 
shrimps. So just use the garlic for the Cilician scampi platter. Oh, you got to be an assistant alchemist at this garden of olives. I will never fathom. Dan. Yes, yes, Mr. Havisham. My liege can address his subject however he wishes. Tell me, sir, have you contacted young Master Matthew about attending my group of the most imaginative of teens to meet after school? to play the Dungeon Strike board quest game. Dan, can we have a talk? Meet me in my office in five. Yes, sir. Mm. This forebodes potential rebuke. Quite a potent portent, if I do say so myself. Dan, I have a new riddle for you. Ah, yes. The mastermind of this Garden of Olives strikes again. Tell me what whimsical query you will pose to me in exchange for my smoking break? Well then, just go ahead and roll the die. Okay, dude. What color is the dress a mountain wears? Hmm. Yes, yes. Of course. The mountain is lady fair, representing her nourishing qualities, as well as her, uh, more obvious she-bounties. I would say then that her dress be green, representing the roiling verdigree of her supple surface. Am I correct, Master Greens? You got it, dude. Hey, Bobby, Count Chocula gave me his smoke break again. Let's get the fuck out of here. <laughs> A worthy test of my well-oiled mind. A gray matter mimic, lying in wait, trapping riddles as they saunter by. Ooh, I have lost track of the time. I must meet Mr. Havisham. Dan, shut the door. Your wish is my command. Dan, you've been here for a long time. Over twenty years of loyal service. This is my lair and repast. Have you ever thought of perusing another career? Shit, I don't know how much you get paid. I mean, when I was transferred here back in 03, you were making what, 750? 7.5 sovereigns in each rotation of the wizard round the moat. Yes, sir. And now you make 825. That's just sad, Dan. I'd like you to consider a career change. But what of young squires who require my guidance? Young Master Greens doesn't know Polenta from a Polax. Where will I refill my coffers? I need to buy black turtlenecks. And do of the mountains. Imaginative teens are thirsty. Well, think of all the money you could make as a nursing assistant. <laughs> as a surgeon, I'd think splints are for limps. Well, how about a job at the mechanic shop? My brother-in-law works there. I could put in a word. As a tire merchant, I'd think ads are for blimps. The zoo is hiring cleaners. As a chimera wrangler, I'd think fruit is for chimps. Barber college is always an option. As a stylist, I'd think hair is for crimps. I have a buddy who, well, I'm not proud of this, but he works down at the dripping orifice. He could get you in as a booth operator. As a sex trafficker, I'd think canes are for 
pimps. Damn it, Dan, I hate it when you do this. And as a booth operator, I'd hope to catch a glimpse. Look, Dan, I can't force you to grow up. Consider this your annual evaluation. Raise denied. My son isn't going over to your house to play in your fruity fucking pretend game. Go clean the spaghetti traps. Yes, sir. Every time I am tested, I gain experience towards the next level. Soon, I will have all the reagents I need. To be continued. Act 3, Upon the Lair of the Chrono Lich King. Ooh, insufferable girl scouts, crumb-kicked cookie purveyors of minty misery. I hate thee so much. But thine sagostas, or, um, samosas, fill my tonguely buds with exquisite dread. Uh, uh, one moment. Good morning, sir. Are you Dan Mills? My moniker wear that cloak. It does. But some also call me the Dungeon Mister. Good morning. I'm Agent Funk Monkey. This is Agent Funky Monk. You may remember us from the short-lived jam band, the Monk Funkies. We're currently serving as FBI agents. We experimented with both sound shapes and a sort of musical jazz. In addition, we're investigating a case of missing teens. I remember your spirited super jams, yes. The music of the muse. Perfect for unwinding after a few harsh, critical failures. Be they in life or in game. What is this about missing teens? Three teens have been described as missing by the man by which I mean their parents. Though these kids could just be rocking and or rolling, we would like to know their whereabouts. They have cold dinners, at home, I mean. Yes, they're like rolling stones. The agency has been questioning people in a small radius around your yard. We believe they have disappeared near here. Well, I don't know any teens, unless... <sighs> Jupiter, can you describe these teens? Yes, they have been labeled by their parents as easily distracted and imaginative. Exactly how imaginative? The most imaginative. It'd be hard to think of a dungeon or death trap that could stymie them, to be honest. Tell me, sir, are you being honest with me now? As honest as the day is funk, I'm afraid. I have a cauldron of knowledge for ye agents, too, and I pray you do not send me to the Jola. I must admit to confess... I know these imaginative teens. In fact, as I reflect now upon my experiences with them, a widow's tear of silver does take my tears and lock them into my ibulette. There was one young lad... I want to watch Beetleborgs. Have you thunk on this? Perhaps those Borgs of Beetles are merely beastmasters such as yourself. They drew the Beetleborg character cards and are locked into their wicked fate, much like you. But whilst they have rolled a mere eight on the d20 of life, you, my friend, 
crit on a 19, and have rolled such, for the Beastmaster's songs provide melodies to soothe the soothsayer. And provide the din to encourage the savage paladin. Now you're getting it, my child. And the Calypso to enchant the wild Calypso bear. <laughs> Your spirit enthuses my bones. And the reggae to cow a gay dragon. <laughs> what ribble do you become, lad? And the bee green for beholders. My boy, you are the apple of my eye stalks. And of course, there was also the other lad. I love orc cannon. No way do I want to smite them. But my boy, perhaps you haven't fully dived into the roots of the role-playing art? What do you mean? Well, to fully understand the playing of role, one must hearken back through the chronological ages to the era of Greece, yes, the land of Milkani, Sodomy, Pots, and Rome. There, players led by such playwrights as Polyphony, Rhydocles, and Dungeocles, created adventures for their imaginative artisan classes and Roman centurions. Oh, okay. Now I'm starting to get it. Lo, like a player in the Bard Shakespeare Dome, you must get into your character's history, or as you might say, his story. Tell me, and bring the full weight of your imagination to bear, where was your character born? At the Arby's down the street. No, imbecile. Remember, this is the world of the Dragon Strike board quest and the land of Silandia. Now, where were you born? Uh, at Silandia General Hospital? Splendid. And why? Tell me why your character hates Orkkin. Um, because they moved into town and took my dad's job, and he got real poor, and I had to be born at the Arby's down the street? Silandia. Um, because they moved into village and took my dad's blacksmith gig, and we got poor, and I had to, um, smithe Orkin for a living. Yes. To support my family while I was growing up? Yes. Yes. So now I'm a clerk. Cleric. Cleric. <laughs> I love you imaginative teens. Also, there was a girl whose voice was too annoying to remember and that I hope we don't rescue. Agents, let me tell you, and don't let your excitement get the best of your druthers, but I think I have an idea as to who has kidnapped these imaginative teens. Tell me, dost your horseless carriage seat at least three? When it comes to bus passes, I am but a papa. It does. Tell me, Dan, where are we going? And to the Garden of Olives. Dan, Dan, man, listen. 
I need someone to take my shift on Sunday, so, like, who keeps a better secret, a fawn or dignity? Not now, my lad. I have business with Lord Havisham. Alright. This way, constables. Dan, what's the meaning of this? Don't play at being coy with the likes of myself, false one. I know you have kidnapped the imaginative teens. Preposterous. Agents, check under his throne. No, wait! <gasps> teens! There are teens under there. See? I informed you. Righteous. I wanna watch Beetleborgs. Why'd you do it, fella? Yeah, was it so you could have sex with their buttholes? My motivations are beyond time and beyond space. Dan, how'd you know? Well, I knew you were always attempting to have me change stations. Trying to get rid of the only scholar with foreknowledge of your kind. And during our last conversation, I noticed the staccato rhythm of the grandsire clock. From here, I knew you were a dreaded time lich. A formidable foe indeed. Unlucky for you, I am an epic-level Paragon Dungeon Mister. You haven't gotten away with it yet, just watch. Oh no, he's turning into a baby to become too small for the handcuffs. Duda. He's a regular Benjamin Button. There's only one way to stop a time lich at this point. First, we must boil the afterbirth of a two-headed cat. Then, I must augury for one week straight. Then... I did it. I shot him. You could say, I made a goal. <laughs> yes, quite the critical hit you've made. And no need to roll to confirm. I think this growing crimson pool of babied blood is a testament to the fact that you've leveled up indeed. We all have. Good thing, too. Speaking of critical hits, I have to go roll 20 on a critical shit. I'll see you in Toilet Town. <laughs> Splendid. As I said before, if you could have seen that ending coming, I will give you a dead idea of a Hollow No Prize. So this is episode 31. I just got back from PAX in the future. I'm recording it last week, by which I mean this week, but last week if you're listening to it. And, uh... I hope I had fun. I hope whatever you did instead of PAX was fun. Uh, so next week, you know, we're back on schedule. We're going to have episode 32. And I just wanted to ask everybody. No. I just wanted to ask everybody if, uh, if you wanted to, you know, please go online, rate and review the show on iTunes, tell your friends about it, follow it on Twitter. I would love to have some more listeners. I would love to hear from you. Email me at deadideaofahala at gmail.com. Um, I also wanted to announce a brand new show I'm doing with my internet buddy Cole Ross of duckfeed.tv. Um, he does several podcasts. He does Those Damn Ross Kids, which is a very funny show he does with his brother. And he does a show called Stand Under the Don't Tree and Riddle Me This, which is a great name. And it's a video game podcast that is well above average. It's very good. And uh, he and I are starting a new podcast. It's called Watch Out for Fireballs. 
The first episode should be coming out in a week or two from when you hear this. It's about Mega Man X. And uh, that episode hasn't been recorded yet or anything at the time I'm recording this. Probably not by the time you're hearing this either. So it's the future for both of us. But I hope it goes well. I would love for you to listen to it. Go on Facebook and friend it. It's a thing, but you can be its friend. Uh, like that kid from AI. And, you know, or Bicentennial Man. And, uh, you know, go on Facebook and find that idea of a holla too. Uh, you know, I have lots of listeners. I only have 30 little Facebook friends. Sad. Um, so listen to Watch Out for Fireballs. Listen to uh, Dead Idea of Bahala. And thank you very much. The The name Watch Out for Fireballs came from uh, the movie The Wizard, which there's a scene where the autistic kid from The Wizard calls into the Nintendo helpline because he's training for the Nintendo World Power Championships. And the, there's a scene where the tip line guy is leaning into the phone and he goes, Watch out for fireballs, which is such fucking dumb advice. That, first of all, that is true of every Nintendo game. Uh, secondly, if you you know, pay four ninety five per minute to to have some middle aged man tell you to watch out for fireballs, that is just that is sad. Incidentally, uh, I actually played in that Nintendo World Championships. The greatest thing my dad ever did for me, probably um, greater than stealing a Guns N' Roses jacket at a, a free concert that was my birthday present which was Los Lobos, who, what what 11-year-old boy doesn't love Los Lobos? But uh, greater than that, greater than uh, sealing my identity and turning me into the hardened cynic I am today, he actually bought me tickets to this Nintendo Championship thing. I went to this weird futuristic convention center. I played the weird three-cart thing that is Tetris and Rad Racer and Super Mario Brothers. I'm sure I placed in, like, the bottom five percentile because I was good at Nintendo, but only, like, I was good at, like, Maniac Mansion and Dragon Warrior. <laughs> I, I was persistent. I didn't have Twitch-based muscles. Um, but he, he took me to that, and then uh, The Wizard came out and, you know, was about that, that weird, uh, you know, that kind of championship thing, a, a similar event, and uh, it was really strange. And, of course, it was the greatest movie of all time to me, and in honor of that movie, uh, watch out for Fireballs. So here, just as a little sneak preview, instead of the normal ending music, the two, the beginning theme and the end theme for the new show, check it out in the next couple weeks. I hope you like it. Let me know if you do. And, uh, yeah. And listen to my shows and Cole's shows and really all the shows. Quit your job and just, uh, just listen to podcasts. Um, it's nice because you can do it while doing other things. You can uh, do it while watching TV. You can do dishes. Uh, you can do laundry, um, you can cook some dinner, you can listen to podcasts, you can do everything while listening to our shows, and uh, it's the thing that's easy to do. Good night and good luck.